friend is a buddy that you love. We bring him on the show to teach us some stuff. And when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Jason and Kelsey have friends. All right, welcome to Jason and Kelsey have friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. Jason nailed it again. Nailed it. Again. <laughs> Thank you. After after multiple tries, yes. <laughs> Folks yeah, don't nobody, need know, to know nobody that, knows. But I'm yeah. glad you admitted that. So yeah. that's always very nice. Yeah, yeah. A look behind the curtain. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was great. Your shirt I, looks lovely. I know this is a audio medium, but I really like your shirt today. Thank you. I decided to dress up because we started taking photos of ourselves like in the recording session to just document oh. us with our guests. <laughs> and the last photo, we all looked like <laughs> bums. So I was like, maybe I'll put on a nicer shirt today. I think I'm wearing the same shirt I wore last time, this time, so you were much more thoughtful than I was. Yeah, be on the lookout for that, yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, our guests today are um, very fashionable people, so I just, I always try to, like, up my game when they're around. Yeah, I I actually found out, it's a fashionista, is, like, the noun version of that. It's not a fascist. Yeah, it's not. I'll call this a mini thing I learned this week. Okay, cool. How about the maxi thing you learned this week? Oh, the, the main one? Yeah. The main thing I learned this week? Okay. So what I learned this week, so I used to swim, and generally there's four strokes. Hopefully yes. that's not uncommon yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledge. There's uh-huh. freestyle, breaststroke, backstroke, and butterfly. Yeah. I found out that freestyle, the actual stroke, mm-hmm. it's not actually called freestyle. It's mm. called the front crawl. Oh, but, okay. But the reason why it's called freestyle is technically you can swim any stroke. You can swim butterfly, breaststroke, backstroke, oh, or front wow. crawl. But the reason why most people do the front crawl for freestyle is because, because it's, it's fastest? It's generally the fastest. And front crawl, not as cool. Really not no, cool. No, like freestyle. Like no rapper goes like, I'm going to spit it, front crawl. You know, <laughs> like no one does that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got it. So I... Um, yeah. I'm really surprised by that. Right? I yeah. Know, but front crawl makes more sense because it looks like a front crawl. Like, at what what in that stroke makes it look free at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. If anything, backstroke is probably more of a free-looking like style because yeah. you're just floating on your back. Right, but backstroke's um, pretty descriptive already, I would say. As yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's okay. a good name. Are you trying to edit? Are you trying to, like, are you lobbying to make backstroke freestyle? No, I'm not trying to do oh, anything. Okay. Yeah. You have no agenda. <laughs> you, have no, you have no skin in this game. You're no, no, no agenda. No, I really don't. You're not trying to push anything. <laughs> But yeah, okay, that's really interesting. So you used to swim competitively. I did at a very high level. Oh, in high highest. school, the highest of schools um, high school is swimming, when yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I, it, the school was fairly high, and if that's what and you mean by the level, then yes. I mean, I swam competitively as well. Oh, really? At, I would love to hear. At a very, this. very high level of uh, fourth grade level. Fourth grade. Um, you swam through fourth grade. I swam through fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, that's right. Why did you stop? Because uh, swimming is very painful and torturous and uh, not enjoyable. <laughs> Wow, that, I feel like you're. Not that, doing, I feel like you're doing it wrong. Is that <laughs> all true? of those? No, things. I think so. Like at that age, like you're just you don't get to talk to anybody. Like yeah, okay, you're just swimming laps and laps, and people are yelling at you, and yeah. like you just had to like make certain times. You like can't rest. Like it's it's very tiring and exhausting sport. Okay, there's think... a lot of pressure. Oh. Um, there was a lot of pre- what? <laughs> yeah, because you compete and you have to like. Well, that's yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think I just preferred 
sports where you could talk to people. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Like... And where, you didn't have to like, and where you didn't have to like hold your breath. Yeah, <laughs> nice. speech and debate. Yeah, cool. that excellent sport. Anyways. Right. Well, um, so I guess aside from your preferences in talking during sports, what did you learn this week? I learned about a place, actually. So there's a neighborhood mm-hmm. in near Sacramento called Cameron Park. Have you heard of this place? I have never heard of this place. Okay. So this place is very unique in that there is a... A small like airport like a, a runway mm-hmm. in this neighborhood called i guess cameron park runway or whatever okay. and then well named the yeah and then the town next to it is called a residential air park basically the people who live there have access to this runway oh interesting. so the okay. homes and the streets are specifically designed for people who own planes so the garages are extra large the oh. street signs are extra low and those streets are extra wide so the people can take their planes out of their garages yeah, yeah. and drive down the street, make a right onto the airstrip, and, and just then fly just and fly. Why would the street signs be lower? So the wings don't clip the signs. Oh, they would go over the so street the, signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it would yeah, be yeah. Go so the stop under. signs and, and everything oh, are like are quite low. They're like one or two feet off the ground. I've heard okay, I haven't heard of Cameron Park, but I have heard that Sacramento was a really popular place for people who wanted to live outside of say the city centers of say san francisco and la but still flying they would fly in from san okay san yeah, yeah yeah so i actually would think there was someone that i used to work with who would fly to, to work like yeah, basically yeah, yeah. he would fly at like <laughs> 6 a.m yeah land at lax at 7 a.m go to oh, work wow and then come back leave at like four or five and they'd be back by like six or seven i'm like that's oh, pretty so cool commuted from Sacramento all the way to LA. Yeah, it, I don't know if they did it every day, but I think they might have like flown down on a Monday and then flown out on a Thursday. That's so interesting. But it seems yeah. like, I mean, it's a very 1% thing, but I've heard stories of that. So Yeah. Well, that's cool. There you go. So when are you getting your plane? I'm probably never going to do that. That's that's just like not of interest to me, learning to fly. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It seems quite dangerous. I feel like it is dangerous, but I kind of like the freedom of it. I think maybe what we've learned is that like I don't, I prefer just to be on land. I generally, I don't, I don't generally enjoy spending too much time in the water. Yeah, but or being in the air. But of the list of things you said you didn't like about swimming, it was not as much about the water per se. It just seemed about the lack of access to talking to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I will tell you something. Uh, (laughs) This podcast is not swimming because we will be talking to people. (laughs) In fact, we were talking to two people. Yeah, this is a first for us. Yes. Yeah, and I'm I'm really excited. I I'm, I'm yeah. Can you not hear it in my voice? I'm, no, I really. I can. am equally, if not more, <laughs> excited than you are. I'm excited to welcome a dynamic duo. All right, so he was a senior engineering manager with Rubric, a computer science graduate with high distinction from UC Berkeley, and a master of computer science from Stanford University. This guy watches a lot of YouTube, a huge fan of athlete storylines and Levi Bentley. He loves a good mukbang and shot a Spence. Now she was the lead designer at Ikasi, the number one data science automation platform in Anthony Chong's mind, a master's student in design informatics at University of Edinburgh. She is a lover of travel, family, and the school of affluence. Look it up. Please welcome to the podcast, it's Steven and Coco. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. That intro was uh, amazing and unexpected. It was extremely necessary. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how are you, first of all, how are you guys doing on this lovely day? 
Doing good. Uh, mainly re- just relaxing. It's a great. Sunday. It's great. Oh, I love relaxing days. They're the best. It's a day of rest. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I I do have my, my I do have a first question for you guys, if you don't mind. Okay. I would love to know. So how do you guys know Jason? Wow. Okay, yeah. Steve. Well, I think I met Jason in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I forget what was our first interaction, though. I think we weren't in any classes, but we no, ended no, no, up no, no. bonding in eighth grade math class. With oh, Mr. that's Deal. right. Yes, yes, yes. With Mr. Deal. That's right. May I go ahead and interject something? Sure. So you met Jason in elementary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was, let's call the dark ages. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't bond with him until eighth grade. Yeah. Which I don't think we had a lot of overlap in terms of classes. Like maybe we, I don't know, played handball. Okay. Maybe. Is, maybe some nor, four, nor, some nor overlap in mutual friends that much. Yeah, yeah, and that was by design. Is Jason kind of, like, to you, Stephen, was Jason kind of that guy that you 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 seem to always know of but weren't necessarily that close until 8th grade? Or was there... I think definitely someone I always knew of. Were you class president in elementary school? Uh, yes. Okay. Then, yeah, by default, I probably heard your name <laughs> on the intercom. Wow. <laughs> Coco, are you aware of this? I didn't know that. No. Shocking. Well, I mean, I I've heard of that. Um, Jason's quite a high profile individual in oh elementary schools, <laughs> high school, and all that. So, uh, quick follow up question: How much did Jason pay you to say that? <laughs> I can't, can't comment on that. No comment. I I don't like to discuss my finances <laughs> on it. Yeah. So, do you feel like we were more ships passing the night, or were you like trying to avoid me for uh, between grades like three and eight? No, I think. I think we uh, just didn't intersect. Yeah. And now that I think about it, in the time before Facebook, yeah, you were pretty well known because your name would be in the intercom. <laughs> wow. So that's the main yeah. he had daily his... news that I get every day. That was you his know, as own, a kid. That was his own platform. Yeah. And Jason would feed before the news feed. It was the intercom. Jason yeah. would add his own fake news. He'd be like, in <laughs> later sports, Jason Chow. <laughs> Scored four touchdowns on our imaginary football team, <laughs> winning against imaginary players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I had too much power, if you think about it. It seems very unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, but, so what was the spark? So you guys seemed to bond over something in eighth grade? Just being in math? I think we finally like had a class together, actually. And okay. this was a very unique class. It was a troublemaker it, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I think I, at this point, this many years removed from it, it is... A bit shameful to, to, to talk about. <laughs> it but, is shameful. Uh, but yeah. we were, um, yeah, we, we bonded over our mutual uh, disrespect of, of a teacher, which which we probably shouldn't have done. Quick question, you know? Jason. Would you call yourself, in this case, a bad boy? I'm Okay. So, okay, so in middle school, on our report cards, you would get an academic grade and you'd also get a behavioral grade. Oh, okay. Right? So... Um, academic grades, you know, A through F, right? right? And the behavioral grades, it was like O for outstanding, S for satisfactory, N for needs improvement, and U for unsatisfactory. How do you remember this? But yeah, I do remember, I mean, I remember the structure, but I don't remember the... Go ahead. Keep How do you not remember this? I didn't really commit that to memory, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, so in that class, because it was such a high achieving class academically, everyone generally did well on the academic grades. And then everyone generally did very poorly on the behavioral grades. So most of the bad boys in the class would get like ends in use, right? Uh-huh. And then there were a few um, female students in the class who kind of were above the muck, right? So th- they ended up getting 
good behavioral grades as well. So I think I played it pretty smart personally in that I made sure to always sit with the female students and I ended up with a good behavioral grade because of that. So no, I was not a bad person. Wow. Okay. I So I was able to kind of like, you know, shield myself a little bit and I and I kinda like played both sides. Where like, Uh you know, behind the scenes, laugh it up with the boys, but like pretend to be like a little little angel. You know, like, oh I'm not I'm not like them. Give me a no. (laughs) Jason has officially made enemies with every guy from his eighth grade class. (laughs) It's wow. Rare to see someone choose to sit with the girls for academic purposes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Instead of just liking the girls. Yeah, look yeah, yeah, at, yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at that girl's study habits. <laughs> it was self-preservation oh, because of the report Look card. Yeah. at that. Look at that penmanship. Oh, look at how she does her eyes and the dots on top. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. Very cool. Yeah. Well, well, okay, so so, uh, so I'm just going to call it uh Jason and Steven, Steven and Jason, the bad boys. But Coco, how do you know Jason? Well, I met Jason through Steven when I moved here, when we got married. Um, I can't actually remember the first time I met you because there were, I was meeting so many people at that time. We would go to some parties and there were people that I thought were much closer to Steven and then I never ended up meeting them ever again. And then oh, just just because yeah, yeah. like just because random people, people happen to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. everyone was new at that point, right? Uh-huh. So oh, I, I was just like, okay, this person got to memorize all these names, right. and then like I just never saw them again. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess not. That. But you still know their names and their faces. No, definitely. Oh, not. okay. Like, right. uh, you purchased it right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After like the, a uh, year, I'm like, okay, that's that one's expired in my head. So okay. I I actually do remember when we met. So oh. this is something I do remember. Nice, go. Yeah. So, and it was because I was so excited to meet you. We were, we met at the local community college parking lot. And the reason why I remember this is because you and Steven were standing outside of the car and I I was in the driver's seat and you're standing by the, um, by the door. And I got out of the car excitedly to meet you. And from my vantage point, looking up, I was like, wow, she really is tall. That was the the first thing I thought to myself because because okay. it's the first thing most people think. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but they, I was especially like yeah. low because oh, when you're yeah. seated in a car and you like you know you're you're low, <laughs> if you're below standing height. Like you know, it's a low seat, and yeah, I just remember looking up out of the corner of my eye and just like just having to really really crane my neck. It actually may I be so bold, but Coco, you are you are quite tall. Yes, six one. There you go. Yeah. No, very tall. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was my first memory. Were, were you two <laughs> married at the time, or was this when, when you guys were just first dating? No. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not yet married. Okay, but we had we were about to get married. That That's for sure. Definitely like, we were no fiancés. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's... that's yeah, oh, because Coco it was that visit. quick. Yeah. Well, that was just how the process went. I moved away from the U.S., uh-huh. and then I couldn't really come back yeah, until yeah, yeah. we were... 
engaged in that kind of like visa paperwork okay went through. This, this is a great time to you know yeah kelsey and i are on the same wavelength here because <laughs> we're professionals uh this is a great time to like dig into the backstory a little bit because your relationship is unique in that it's a like a transnational relationship right yeah. how did you guys meet like what were those circumstances and then like, how did you navigate this distance and the transition and, and getting engaged and, and, and all that? Um, I guess we can start with how we met. Yeah. Uh, the tagline is we met through Craigslist. So for oh, those wait. listening, Craigslist works really well. <laughs> wait, like a personal ad? Like, <laughs> that, I, can't that... even, I can't even sell my car on Craigslist. You're telling me I can find my wife? <laughs> the truth was, I think this was uh, December 2011. I was looking to move to the city. So I saw an ad in some brick apartment that I really liked in downtown SF. And I went to go there. And Coco's best friend, Winter, was renting out the apartment. He uh-huh. would be my roommate. So met Coco there, actually. I was with someone else at the time. Uh, really wanted the room. And Winter, you know, thankfully was okay with it. But apparently Coco said she didn't want me to be his roommate. She preferred... Uh, there was just a, a better Swedish option. Girl. What? Whoa. <laughs> I have not heard that part of the yeah, story yeah, yeah. before. I actually haven't either. Wait, so, so okay, so Coco, you happened to be there. Were you staying there? Is that why you were there, or I, you just happened to be there? I was staying there, and I was kind of uh, part of the process of helping him pick out like a the next roommate. roommate. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was there. A bunch of people showed up. You know, it's Craigslist, so most know randos yeah yeah Yeah. and then there were two contestants steven and this it's just some swedish girl Uh uh-huh and steven seemed like a very just down-to-earth calm guy yeah yeah um i guess we were that was back in the day of like the megusta memes like those the what were they like the the reddit memes the reddit memes Uh where they had like those faces like the troll face and stuff like like way back Yeah, yeah 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 And um, Stephen liked that, and we did too. Uh, but I was thinking that, oh, this Swedish girl would probably be more of a partier, and that would be more fun. Oh, oh. wait, wow. so you, so okay, hold on. So, so it wasn't readily apparent that Stephen was a bad boy in eighth grade. Oh I no, guess that did, that didn't come across. And then, but but you did have time to discuss memes and appreciation of memes. Like that was your first conversation, <laughs> yeah. basically, when you were interviewing. Like, it was like, so is this the bedroom? And they're like, yeah, but what are your thoughts on memes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we had um, we had this running joke, Winter and I. There was like this um, face that said Megusta underneath. Uh-huh. And then it was just kind of like this, I don't know, like smirky face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we had a big printout of that. And we, oh, okay, we, okay, okay. we cut it out and then we would hide it in random places, like inappropriate places, like in the toilet or in the shower, uh-huh, uh-huh. like under a towel, just to like, it was just like this thing that, yeah, and so yeah, I think yeah. you, you probably saw it somewhere in the bathroom. Yeah, I saw it and commented on it. It's not like I was just going to these apartments and saying, oh, did you read this on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, quick follow-up question. That's not how you're supposed to find an apartment? <laughs> Apparently yeah, not. I think I, I need to not. revisit my apartment hunting. <laughs> wow, that's new news. Hmm. But yeah, okay. so Winter yeah. was actually more interested in having someone a little bit more subdued or... <laughs> 
No, like calm, like yeah, not yeah. not a partier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. angel. Yeah. A little angel. A snooze. Hey, you, uh-huh. you you wanted an angel, but you got the devil, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> totally did. So so okay. So Coco gave us uh, first impressions of Stephen, which if, to summarize was you know calm, level headed. It seems like oh, but also life. very handsome. Oh, I, oh, I I will you, I will oh, say that really? I turned to Winter and I was like oh. He's so handsome. He's like quite that, fetching. Yes. Because, I mean, I mean Steven. He's, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> Steven's got very, very sharp. Uh, can I say this? You mm-hmm. have very sharp and attractive features, sir. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not sure how to I respond. Mean, Coco, <laughs> Coco, first of all, and just like, well done, yeah. miss. Well done. Yeah, I, think, I agree. So, so we got Coco's first impressions. Yeah, yeah, Steve, yeah. What was your first impression? It must have been interesting because you went in thinking that you were going to interview with Winter, but then were you in the interview? Room? Well, I was just sitting at the bar table watching this all okay. happen. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember your first impressions of Coco? I remember it generally. I mostly talked to Winter, and then Coco to me was just at the dining table. Uh-huh. And I, I thought, yeah, she's very beautiful. Um, oh, that's so sweet. It sounds like that, you're just saying that because Aww. of what Coco said. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I legit thought that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and you also mentioned that you were seeing someone else at the time. I was seeing someone else. But uh, two weeks later, I would be dumped at New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Like right after you moved into your apartment? Was that it? I think the day before. When you got dumped, did Coco's face like flash in your mind? No. Okay. No, I, I get it. Because at that point... <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's no expectation for that. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, like, yeah, well, I was yeah, I get it. Yeah. I take, but, you know, he, he needed to heal. He needed to f- refine himself. If that happened, if Coco had flashed, I guess... That would be a very funny reaction. Yeah, Where yeah, I get dumped, I'd be like, cool, I'm cool. going to go home now. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I have a go. question. Yeah. Did the Megusta meme face pop up in your head? Your head? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Okay. I should have resorted to Reddit okay. at that moment, though. <laughs> Just wanted a solid follow-up. That's cool. Okay, so so you are now two weeks in. You have unfortunately um, mm-hmm. let go of this previous relationship. What then got you guys more together Aside from living with each other. Well, uh, Steven bought me Skyrim, the video game. And it was, I think, like a ploy to be able to spend more time with me. So he would kind of be working at the kitchen table and I'd just be like stuck in the living room because I get addicted to these kind of video games very easily. And so there was just like casual conversation. But... I was definitely um, very excited when he would kind of stick around and, and hang out at the, like, I, I I definitely feel like there was this, like, tension of me, like, wanting him to spend more time, but, you know, he he had his own, like, stuff to do, so. Well, okay, so when you, so you bought Coco Skyrim, it's, in her mind, it was because she, you wanted to spend more time with her. But it sounds like it's possible you bought it so that she could stop bugging you, <laughs> right? So, so which was it, Stephen? Well, I guess the question. Well, well, instead of so that's a leading question. What was your intention with Skyrim? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. My <laughs> intention was definitely more Coco's perspective than, than Jason's. Oh, okay. okay um, look okay. at you, you, you pessimistic, <laughs> but that is not really romantic. Funny. <laughs> look at you. Kelsey is just, just like falling for I everything. I am disgusted <laughs> with you, sir. Romance is not dead. Okay. Can't a guy just buy Skyrim for another lady in his apartment? 
just to figure things out. Okay. There's always yeah. got to be some yeah. other ulterior motive. Yeah. Look at this guy. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I apologize, I apologize for my co-host right now. He's... I'm sorry for uh, yes. thinking too much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so Skyrim is where you guys bonded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I wasn't very talkative. I bought that to say, yeah, have, have more opportunities to hang out with Coco. Mm. Mostly, I was just working hard, trying to not think too much. I was going to the gym and uh, playing Robin. I don't know if you know the yeah, yeah, pop artist, artist Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, late yeah, at yeah. night. And Coco would often hear Dancing on My Own, that single. Oh. Oh, oh late at night because of post breakup. Yes. Oh, yeah. I do. oh right wow! And it you, was on repeat. Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah, all night. Oh, no, that was very popular for people yeah. who just broke up with someone else. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a it's a great song. I feel I, like... It was not a song that bugged me to hear it on repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was kind of funny. And, were you, <laughs> and, <laughs> and did she hear you dancing on your own? No. no. Oh, okay. okay. So you were, you were you were just sitting, yeah. listening to it. Wow. Andrew, so you're in your feelings. Yeah. Sitting on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess who made the first move then? Was it Skyrim? Uh, was the first move? Definitely, Coco made the first outward move. Uh, even what's, it, what, the, what's an inward move? <laughs> inward move is exactly yeah. Oh, it's Skyrim. Skyrim. Like a soft, like, <laughs> like a, a soft move. That's yeah, a yeah. very indirect. Yeah, way, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I have just my extra pie. You want some? That's yeah. like that yeah. was like a that's yeah. an hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So outward move, Coco. Coco. Yeah. Um, I, I actually didn't really realize how much I liked Steven for a really long time. Like I know, like thinking back on it, just thinking about him, just hanging out at the bar table, like if he would, when he would leave, I'd be like, oh. But I, I never really registered it as like really wanting to be around him a lot. Mm. Um, it was St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we were all hanging out. We made like green jello shots and oh, we were bad boy. going around San Francisco, you know, just doing as, as revelers do. Uh-huh. And uh, at some point, Stephen just disappeared from oh. our like little group of three. And oh, okay. um, I was very disappointed. And I realized that, oh, wait, I want to spend more time with Stephen. And... So we were just texting you, me and Winter, trying to figure out where he was. He had gone to someone's house. Yeah, I went to take a nap at someone's house. (laughs) And you didn't tell them? You just like, you just Irish? Because of St. Patrick's Day, you did an Irish goodbye? The group group was big enough, and that is kind of my style, (laughs) whether it's good or not. Yeah, I, I just went to go take a nap. Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't remember the group size because I thought it was just me and Winter. But maybe I was just so focused on you not being there. Actually, now that you bring it up, I feel like, yeah, the group was a lot bigger, but that didn't matter to me. Wow. (laughs) And then you you guys start dating at some point? Yeah, I think um, basically the day after St. Patrick's Day when we were all um, reunited. Yeah. Stephen was fresh from a nap. Yeah. Feeling was fresh feeling from good. A nap. Yes. Sharp. Um, I basically yeah, just sort of fessed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Oh, so that oh wow. Yeah, that is that I is like, a while. I like yeah. that. That's nice. I there's no games, right? Just people like, don't you, do that enough. Yeah, you right? feel what you feel and you tell the person that you're feeling the feelings for that you're feeling them. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, people Couldn't don't do that enough. <laughs> oh my God, I think I, I get I get paid every time put, I hear put, the word. I say the word feeling. Yeah, put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Interesting. And then Stephen, so at that point, you were like hot diggity dog. This this is easy for me. Hot diggity dog. Or, what is happening right now? <laughs> Stephen's favorite. It's Yippee! one of it's, it's one of Stephen's like main catchphrases. Hooray! Um, <laughs> Like, what is or were, or right were you still like groggy from the nap and you're like, I'm still dancing by myself, not sure what's going on or No, I was excited. Uh this was the day after the nap and then I got <laughs> so, Okay, good. The event is called the nap. Yeah, the nap. Okay. If you think about it, Listen, some could argue that the nap was the first move. You, I mean you could argue Steven was like, let's see. I would have Let's I, see. It really solidified. And it precipitated, yeah, the I mean, real, yeah. Yeah, the real feelings. Yeah. I would have gone with the St. Patrick's Day events, but go ahead. The nap is also a thing. That's also important. Sleep is, I'm not trying to say sleep's not important, but okay. After the nap. I'm, I'm, I'm just using the nap because uh, Jason is drawing me to the nap. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, no, yeah, I because I, I, I like the term. Now there's a pre-nap and a post-nap in your, in your relationship history. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So post, yeah. post-nap. Post, post-nap. Uh, I remember, I think Coco texted me asking me where I was if I went to hang out. And I was done watching a movie with my college friends. And I was like, yeah, can you can you take me home now? <laughs> I was I was excited because I, I felt like, yeah, there was tension. And, you know, I was excited to hang out with Coco. And I felt yeah, like, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that was the, the night that we would like, yeah. Interesting. Wait, so, so you... Uh, Steven, were you about to do the same thing, like make the first move? Like you would have said it otherwise over the next like week or or, or whatever, or had it not crossed mm. your mind yet? And I think I would have done it in a month. Yep. I am very slow. Yep. Long oh, game. Okay. Okay. Long okay. game. Very I'm slow. With you. I'm yeah, with yeah, you. yeah. 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 Just I see. because you don't want to get hurt anymore. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, <laughs> exactly. Dan- I was I, dancing on my own for far too long, so it's hard to let's get yeah, out yeah, of that. Listen, yeah. Steven, we don't know each other that well, but we're cut from the same cluster. I, I, I feel a connection to you. I'm glad, Kelsey. Well, I'm, between you and Steven? Yeah, what are you saying right just, now? Hey, we just probably have similarities. Yes, I don't want to be saying. a bad boy like Jason yeah, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> this guy over here. Don't, listen, don't let him influence you in the ways of, oh... I didn't want her to stop bugging me, so I got to Skyrim. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, that's yeah, a I'm, spot I'm, on impression. Sorry, I'm just vibing you. so hard on Steve. Like the way he's answering, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely how I would do it. I would do it oh, exactly that's that interesting. way. Okay, wow. Uh, okay, so you guys are now dating. Oh, you guys are like young in the city, dating together in love. That's gotta be nice. And then, like, were there other major milestones you guys hit um, before you started getting more serious? Well, I think that. One of the main things was that I was going back to Europe. You were? Yeah. What What's the reason for that? My college experience was over. And oh. it was, yeah, visas. She was getting the boot. Getting the boot. Oh, so I didn't yeah. know that. So you were only in San Francisco for school? Yeah. And then was your plan to finish school in the United States and then go back? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason, one of the main draws of going to school here is that it looks really good on your resume. And uh-huh. in the Netherlands, they'll be super excited to have someone who studied in the U.S. Oh, but speaks Dutch. Uh-huh. So it was always your plan to go back. Yes. But now Stephen... Threw a wrench in that. He, okay. 
So were you like, I got to go back, but I'm just going to like try to find a way mm, no. to SF like as quickly as possible? <laughs> or you're like, I'm going to no. go start a whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, that's a definitely a huge adjustment. Because this is my whole plan all along. I have my US degree. I'm going to go. So actually the plan was more, it, it, it had changed. Now that I had experience going to school here, I thought it would be cool to see if I could get a job in Asia somewhere. Oh, and okay, that had yeah. been the plan for before, from before I met Steven. Uh-huh. So that was kind of like, there's this thing called optional practical training. Um, okay. After you finish your student visa, it's called OPT. They basically can extend your visa so that you can get a job in the U.S. in your field that you studied for okay, yeah. to get this like practical experience. So I could have stayed longer, uh-huh. but we had been dating for like, what, two months or something. Uh, and okay, yeah. I kind of felt like, is it really the smartest thing to mm-hmm. not follow that dream right. um, mm-hmm. for someone I have just started dating? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick detour. Uh, you said that you wanted to go work in Asia even before you met Stephen. What drew you to Asia in the first place? Um, when I was 18, so my dad had this thing where he thought it would be cool for each of the kids' 18th birthdays uh-huh. or like when they turn 18 to take them on a business trip with him. Cool. And uh-huh. so I went on a trip to, it was like, half a day in China, two days in Japan, and one day in Korea. And it was just so cool going there. I was like, I, I want to come back. Yeah. But I just felt like it, it would be so... It, it's such a different experience yeah. being in Asia from being in the US, from being in Europe. So that was just something that I felt like I wanted to experience that. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Okay, so so you went into this thing with Steven knowing that you were going to be leaving in two months to pursue like your original intent. And then Steven, you also were aware of this. Yeah. Yet you still went through with it. Because love triumphs all, Jason. I'm, I'm asking our guests. Okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought that, oh, I thought that was a general question for everyone. I'm sorry. I, I think that's the gist. With relationships, I never thought too hard. But with Coco, I was like, after a month of being together, I was like, I can see a long-term thing. And that mm. usually with other life choices, I think very logically to the point of uh, realization. But with relationships, I don't think too hard. I just think if it feels right, okay, go for it. Of oh. course, I'm very scared to do it. But uh, there's no point in stopping too soon. Uh-huh. Had you ever felt that before? Or was this more like a, like a, like a newer, sure feeling? Um, previous girlfriend we we were pretty serious so so we talked about long term and stuff like that with coco it, it was just different i would say that coco and i aligned a lot on values and even even i can't even say explicitly what those values are but i just remember like in the conversations it was just like oh okay it comes i like out. i like how you're thinking yeah, yeah. it comes yeah, out yeah, yeah. i i totally by the way, I totally agree. And I know this is like a Stephen Love Fest thing right now and Coco Love Fest as well. But like, as long as you can align on those like basic things, you're basically everything else you can figure out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. It seems like a month in that you were able to make that you know decision. That's great. Yeah, pretty yeah. much a month in. It 
it, it's funny because now now in mid 30s I look back and I'm I'm thinking I don't even recognize that person like it sounds stupid you know so if someone else is telling me you know a coworker new college grad is telling me oh you know been in this relationship with this girl for two months and you know I think it's gonna be long term. It's funny because in my mind I'd be like, you know, I don't think you know what you're talking about. You have to think about this, <laughs> and, then, and then I have to check myself. I'm like, no, like if it feels good, then right. go with it. And now I have to think about, oh, did I regress in some of my thinking, or you know, yeah. or maybe you you just logically feel that like what happened for you is such a stroke of luck that you can't really rationally apply it as general advice for everyone yeah it's right? not a generalization yeah. um so you knew one month into this thing and you also knew that like coco had this dream of like potentially starting a career in asia were you then maybe i'll go to asia right i never thought about going to asia in retrospect i mean r- sitting here right now i'm like why why not go to asia mm-hmm. i think i was just for some reason i was just not as open-minded, I was thinking, okay, I still have to ramp up my career. A lot of stuff for me is here. I don't want to deal with visas, etc. But now, now it's kind of flipped. If I'm talking to someone young, I'd be like, yeah, why not go to Asia? Have you thought about that? During that time, it just never. It didn't um, seem like an option. Yeah, it didn't seem like an option. I, Interesting. Okay. I get that. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had these like strong feelings. You just wanted to make sure that everything happened on your own terms. <laughs> I, was, I was still in a, I was still in the bad boy phase, you know, hanging uh, out with people like uh, you. And as, oh, ju- as judge, oh. I would like to overrule that, leading the witness. I'm gonna say, just so you basically should have done it better, right? I should have been a better partner. Yeah. That's that's probably quite true wow. for many instances, and I'll probably make mistakes going forward. But oh. yeah, side commentary: Coco's laughing out loud. Um, okay. Well, so at this point then, Coco, you are planning on going to work in Asia, but then what, did something shift? I guess basically we were like, okay, it's, it's not realistic to give up your long-term plan for someone you just met. So let's try this long distance thing. That's basically what it was. And if, and if it, if it works out, then we know it's really, really solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and at this point, Stephen, did you have any examples of like people in your life that proved that long distance was maybe an effective or, you know, good strategy? Yeah, I had you as a, a big inspiration. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, just because it just because it worked out. I'm just going to say this. Like maybe it's perhaps like, I don't know, you know, the Dora in the relationship. That's really yeah, more, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was the inspiration. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe you could argue that watching the non-Dora in the relationship, it was like, oh, this is what I need to do to avoid uh-huh. these problems uh-huh. that the non-Dora... I'm not even going to say who it is. It's just the non-Dora uh-huh. in the relationship. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, but it, that's a cool. pretty big <laughs> commitment then to say that you're just going to try long distance. I'm sure, was it difficult at first? What, was there a transition period? Like, did you guys... What did you guys do? I think we just... I think we FaceTimed every night maybe even every morning and night i i know that so i was in the netherlands for a little while then i went to asia that totally didn't work out Uh it was like i was there for four months one month in china three months in korea and then i was like this is not the kind of office slash work culture that will fit well with me because even in the u.s it's already a lot more 
um culturally different yeah culturally different like people are a lot more stressed at work here than Mm -hmm. in the netherlands so i'm like netherlands is kind of my baseline yeah yeah, yeah. um and then asia is like on another level Uh, um so i was like that is probably not for me but i'm glad to have been here yeah what were your options at that point though because in my mind there's two you can go back to the netherlands um i went back to the netherlands and i got a job there um but that's kind of when we decided that i should probably come back to the u.s and we did that through a engagement visa oh and how 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 much time i see how much time passed between that because it seems like it was another year so i left the u.s in may came back to the netherlands just in time for christmas and then the visa process just took really really long Mm -hmm. so I don't remember. We we got married on uh, October 15, 2013. Yeah. I don't know how to backtrack the months on it. Because the visa works in a way that you have like a certain window that you have to come to the U.S. And then once you're in the U.S., you have to get married within a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I, I think it took like seven months or something to like get the visa, all the paperwork. And for that's actually quite fast. Mm-hmm. Um it really depends on which country you're sending the application in from. Oh, I see. Oh. So, yeah, ours ours was quite fast. Nice. Yeah. And if the math works out, it was less than, what, two years later when you guys met to when you guys got married? It was just, no, it's like one and a half years, a bit more than one and a half years compared to when we first met. I, I think we got engaged in April of 2013. Wow. Yeah. April. Yeah. It's funny because Steven seems like such a very, you know, rational. And uh, to me, a year and a half courtship is, is quite short, yeah. if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, it is. Um, what made you guys sure that you guys were ready to, to get engaged and be married? Yeah, so typically I take things uh, quite slow. I think through them. I think this one is just like, well, I want to be with Coco. We've already had like really serious talks. And yeah, like, let's give it a shot. Like, the more one thinks about these kind of big risks, the less one is going to go after them. That's at least that's my case. Um, I would say still this is the biggest risk I've taken in my life. Uh, it's paid off, thankfully. And sometimes when I'm going through my daily life, now it's very mundane. And sometimes I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should just you know throw, throw this whole career shit away and take another risk. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I've done something as big as this. Maybe maybe it's about time. So I don't have a I don't have a good answer on this. It was just um, it felt worthwhile, even if people were saying like, "Oh, it's short." Like you know, I I didn't have that many examples to go off of. I see. Yeah. Quick side note: that's like the sweetest logical thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's all still logical. It's, it's like, so yeah, yeah. I know, it's just like very it's very like. Very methodical, but I was like, oh, it's like I was, I was holding my hand to my chest. I was like, that's so nice. That's... Very cool. So you guys get married. Um, what kind of wedding was it? Was it? Uh... So I think we were both like, we don't want to do a big wedding. Like okay. it okay. just, just, just the planning part of yeah. it. We were like, yeah. okay, so what are, what do we want at the wedding? Well, get married, have our immediate families there and then have good food. So we basically, my, my family flew over from the Netherlands and we married at City Hall at, in San Francisco Beautiful. at 8.30 Beautiful. in the morning 
on a Tuesday. Um, was yeah. this the first time you met them then, Stephen? No, uh, I met them uh, the Christmas before, and that was kind of a milestone oh, that okay. Coco was like, okay, going to Asia, going to Europe. Uh, when we meet again, let's target Christmas, uh-huh. family, etc. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. big deal to me. Uh-huh. So, yeah. How was the reception? Was it positive? Oh, the reception, yeah. Uh, Coco's family is amazing, very positive, very welcoming. I remember her brother at Christmas dinner did say fly lice realized I was there and that was a funny that was a that was a funny moment but you know you know you know he was he he was mortified and I I I knew what to expect going to uh Holland and I I I know it's not out of uh I, I, I just see it as a humorous thing. Coming from Bay Area, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. would be ridiculous. But right. yeah, going yeah, there, yeah. it's like, it's not an indication of a person, you know. Sure. Right. Well, so, but, but you guys did eat fried rice. <laughs> I like how right? that's, that, that's no, what no, Jay no, 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 no. I'm trying to set the scene here. Like, let, was there a, an Asian oh, meal see, being presented? It, it, it might have actually then, been Indonesian. We might have had an Indonesian okay. rice tafel, which uh-huh. is like, yeah, it's like family style mm. Indonesian food. Okay, okay. So it was in the context of actually enjoying another uh, culture. I see. Of, I guess, yeah, if yeah. they were eating like Italian food instead and he of, said it. Yeah. Instead of they're just like sitting at dinner and he points at yeah, Steven yeah, yeah. and just goes fly lice like yeah, in his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's weird in the some you know, context. That, context doesn't matter. Yeah. That would not be great. That would not yeah. be great. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for leaving out the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, that yeah, was yeah. it. Like, would you rather be eating fly lice? Yeah. So actually, this is actually broaching the... I guess more the meat of the topic that we're covering is there is that Mm -hmm. cultural transition, I guess. So I was going to actually ask Kofi the same question. I'm sure because Stephen's family was more local at the time, how was the reception um, from the the Chu family? Yeah. um, I met your mom before we started dating. Your mom came came to drop off like fruit Mm. at uh, our apartment. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so I met her the first time and then I think when we started dating, we went and got dim sum with your mom and all your aunts mm-hmm. and that was kind of, Oh wow. Yeah. That's a little intimidating. Now. I, was, yeah, I yeah. was intimidated, you know, I was like, okay, I got to make a good impression. Um, I remember that I, I kind of felt like maybe they're picking like the things that to eat to like see if like i'm legit or uh, not because you know like there was test, oh yeah maybe. there was chicken feet like there there was just like a bunch of stuff that i had never eaten before oh okay yeah, yeah. um like the like blood cube things uh-huh. the, the blood, blood sausage pudding. or blood. Yeah, yeah 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 they're like cubes yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like congealed blood yeah yeah yeah, like squares, blood right? yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um but you know i i was like no i'm gonna make an impression so i ate all of the stuff do, do you like it side question I'm so now I'm vegetarian. Okay, so but I didn't I didn't mind it. You I'm wait, not you're a, vegetarian because of that meal. Holy smokes! I've been a vegetarian ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dim sum, definitely not a vegetarian meal. Not a vegetarian <laughs> meal. Some would say at all because everything, even the things that don't have meat in it, were probably cooked in something that had meat in it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I I did I like it. I'm I'm not a huge uh, oval fan uh-huh. okay. like yeah. I, I don't like yeah. the gamey taste of stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i think that's that kind of put me off the the, the blood cubes 
your name for it, Venom Cubes. Yeah. Blood Cubes. Blood Cubes. Uh, you know what? Two... No, make it three Blood Cubes. <laughs> and then the chicken feet, I I just felt like it was more worth than than what you're kind of getting from it. You That's know, what my wife says. there's like yeah. a lot of little bones yeah. in it. You're just getting this skin. It's just yeah, but I I feel like. The work, oh, <laughs> the work is a cultural expression. Do you know what I mean? Like, please elaborate. I have no <laughs> idea what you mean. I'm not really sure. I know what I mean either, but I'm gonna just continue yeah, talking. Um, so th- there's some other Chinese dishes like, um, uh, like uh, cold chicken, okay. right? Yeah, or like chicken and rice, like that sort of thing. Right. Where it's like they they just take a piece of chicken with the bone and then it's just like rough chop right mm-hmm. and then when you eat through it because it's not like thoughtfully cut there's or like whatever there's gonna be bits of bone in yeah. there there's gonna be like pieces where you're gonna have to like really work at it yeah. right and i feel like that's just <laughs> like it is what it that, is like, that's just like that's like part of the experience it's part of the experience it's part of what makes the eating enjoyable yeah. is this idea that like, you have it's to kind of work at it and like yeah and you're you're savoring even like the tiniest little bit and like even like the work that goes into it is it, it, in it's, itself is enjoyable i guess it's and, the eating crab theory right when you eat crab it's like if you buy whole shell crab yeah, it's effort to like crack out the meat, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. more satisfying because if you can like get the meat out clean and it's just whatever. Like, I, I get what you're saying. I don't. And no, it, I, it, I it teaches a lesson in like like perseverance, toil and perseverance, <laughs> toil. And, like, hard patience. work and like patience. Like these are all well, like so you're saying, these are all like Asian values. So you're right? saying like vegetarians <laughs> can't appreciate that? Like, oh look, your salad is here for you. You don't appreciate your food as much as we do. You eat more meat. Basically, it's not just that. Like vegetarians can learn those lessons in like other other ways in their yeah, you lives. Know how, like, like, you know when you're like husking corn, yeah, and you have to like do the corn husking, yeah. yeah. Or if you don't like cilantro and you have to just eat around oh, it, yeah, you gotta like pick it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Side note, a a little bit of struggle with your meal, you know. Yeah. I just I feel like there's times where like I'm sitting at a, at the dinner table and I'm having a rough go at eating this meal and it's like it's annoying and like there's just little shards of bone everywhere and then i'll look at my parents and they're just like you know just going to town at it and just like just be very matter of fact and i'm like that's maybe like how i should be trying to live Uh, you know so there's there's a i I don't know there's like lesson in there you can choose to cut this out but between the struggles you had with swimming and the struggles you have with food your life sounds really hard (laughs) like (laughs) like, it sounds really (laughs) It sounds way harder than what I thought a normal life was. But uh, as much as I like to hear about Jason struggling with bone bits, <laughs> um, nothing ever other like other than that came up again. Like because I know a lot, if you go to a lot of Chinese restaurants now, they're not a ton of vegetarian options. Yeah. So is there like that kind of you know pressure to eat meat or not or? No, I I don't. I mean, like I said, like Stephen's mom is so. Mm-hmm. I mean Stephen's parents. They're so easygoing. They're oh, so nice. chill. Um, I feel very fortunate yeah. that your parents are the way they are. Oh. It could have been different. Like sometimes you hear stories about like, you know, people almost like, uh, what's the word? Antagonistic toward. Yeah, toward. or or just you know, there's a, a stranger. Right. Um, you they know, don't, they like, look. Yeah, I get it. They don't look as they don't look 
like us and so we're gonna you know yeah or it's like just yeah. yeah see and and just i mean in general like people with their kids get weird like it's like who are you dating my son right you know, regardless like, yeah, yeah totally so oh, I it's yeah. i in that aspect i've really really lucked out with your oh, family yeah so yeah so i guess like steven's cultural background and his like family culture like it wasn't a tough adjustment at all for you to like join and like be a part of that mix right i really not mm-hmm. like in the grand scheme of things of course there were like differences but you know there's some differences that i'm like that this is the way it should be you know yeah where uh-huh. it's like you have to take off your shoes in the house like that i i so agree with that uh-huh that like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel weird when we're at my parents' house and we don't take our shoes uh, off. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like even like the downstairs is one thing, but when we go into our into the guest room, we both take off our shoes. Like, oh, in. like once you uh-huh. go to your own space, yeah. Yeah, 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 these yeah. shoes aren't touching the yeah. floor. Well, yeah. so Stephen, actually, is that so? I guess a similar question that we were asking Coco is like, yeah. your flip, like when you go to Holland, mm-hmm. is there any kind of adjustments or anything like that that need to be made or? I think the adjustments are really subtle. So uh, Coco's parents are were basically welcoming me with open arms. I think definitely I have a very American mindset and a very American way of ex, uh, expressing myself. So mm. I think Dutch people, they're very blunt. They're very direct. Oh. Um, if, I, if Coco's grandpa, Leo, said, Stephen, do you want a cup of coffee? And I would say something like, oh, I'm good, which means no yeah he would be like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) (laughs) just say no right and in my head that conversation is done for me so i don't know and whoa your grandpa's got a potty mouth (laughs) no he 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 never said that but coco explained to me later oh be be more direct so say say it's okay to say no, but I'm I'm just you know I'm, I'm just That's speaking so how I normally do. Yeah. Side note: How do you say that word in Dutch? Oh, I don't think I, oh, I, I, I like, I've never heard him swear. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> but that's definitely going through his head. Um, oh, I, think. <laughs> I mean, we actually like pretty much phonetically just say it the same. Oh, really? Um, but we use you the s- English word. Oh, oh, really? Okay. So it's just like like so this doesn't really happen in English, but in in Dutch they basically use any like new english words they'll just say them in a dutch accent and oh, okay. and it'll like okay. mean Ch- kind of the same it's like that in chinese like, china chinese, 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 chinese or, or japanese yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we totally like appropriated like strawberry in cantonese strawberry is stilobele oh in cantonese maybe in mandarin it's uh it's homey, which is you know more beautiful oh, well. sounding yeah what, I'd does say. It, what does it mean jason <laughs> does it mean like fragrance <laughs> from the land swept mountain or something right yeah, it's a more poetic language. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Red bush dot. <laughs> bush ball. Bush ball? Yeah, it means bush ball. Yeah. <laughs> Speckled bush ball. Yeah. Speckled bush ball. Yeah. Yeah. Speckled bush ball with the seeds on the outside. Yeah, seeds on the outside. Okay, so. Yeah. But guys, back to Stephen. We're, we're getting, oh, yeah. getting off topic about the strawberry thing. Uh, so, Stephen, uh, you're more direct with the, the Dutch. I'm, I'm learning to be more direct generally, 
but it was a big adjustment. And, you know, one, one family vacation, Coco's dad said this as a compliment, but I was wondering if it is really a compliment. Oh, Steven, you're, you know, you always say the right thing. You should be a politician. Um, <laughs> oh, that's totally in, not. In, in the U.S., that's definitely that's not. Totally not a compliment. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm saying it with a kind of like a negative tone. I yeah, think yeah. he said it in a lot softer way. No, I get it. Um, like, like you're very, uh, you're, you're very diplomatic. Yes, like you're very diplomatic. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But maybe you should be a diplomat <laughs> rather than a politician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he actually used the word diplomat. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, okay. so, so stuff like that. Um, so, so are, would people be offended if you're speaking in a more American kind of wishy-washy way? No, but they would probably say something offensive about it. Oh, I they'd see, be I like, see. "Oh, these Americans, I see. they yeah, I, are so sensitive." Don't get like, the point. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had that experience. I had a German coworker who was just just is so incredibly blunt like just and he, even he would talk to me about it and he he'd lived here forever long and he would say things like yeah just i feel like i need to check myself sometimes yeah. and it's weird because these subconscious things that you think you're doing because you've been in america your whole life you realize when you go overseas they're just like why are you doing that <laughs> like they just they just see it as like very different from like your intention because the whole point for me is yeah i'm good is like a nice way to be like Oh, politely saying declining, but not saying no. But they're just like, just tell me no, mother fucker. I don't know how to say that shit. But anyway. Um, but it does seem like, luckily, both your families are fairly open to... You know, fairly family. open. I mean, uh, Coco's family is very well-traveled. Uh, spent time in Asia, right? Her yeah. dad took mm-hmm. a job in Singapore. So they're, they're very open. Um, so I lucked out for sure. My parents you know, Cantonese background, mostly refugees. They're, they generally are very open. Yes, Kelsey. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't know, but Do yes. you like guacamole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I guess it... That's S- the connection. Son of refugees. I'm Cantonese, too. And I really like being Cantonese. I dig it. It's uh, in South Bay Area. It's not, it's not as no, many. It's not as right. common. We are a yeah. minority, yeah. some would say. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, not as common. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good. It's funny because I, I was thinking that it did, It doesn't seem like you guys really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys didn't really encounter too many challenges given that you guys are from you know cultural and regional, regionally different places. I, I think relative to other people, we didn't have as many challenges but i mean it, there's still some things where right. you know again with this dutch directness mm. um we also have this thing where it's we try to be super realistic about things so in general americans will be more like oh that's that's great that's perfect awesome like mm-hmm. the, yeah. a lot of superlatives uh-huh, yeah americans are a lot more positive in like just the way they talk mm. which yeah. i i actually really enjoy that it's amazing. Um, but it's <laughs> something that I feel like, oh, I'm just being realistic when I talk. But yeah. if an American hears me talk, they probably uh, think I am about two points more sad uh-huh. or angry <laughs> than I actually am. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, on yeah, a, yeah. on a on the American scale, I yeah. say mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be good. And then people are like, oh, I'm uh-huh. not sure if like that's don't you mean great yeah don't you mean great or awesome (laughs) or like yeah so if you say something's good i should be like oh my god yeah 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 yeah. my soup was good (laughs) interesting wait so do you feel like um after spending all these years here that your scale has changed internally i i 
still I still feel like I it's not very, it's not completely changed. I see. Like this is because I grew up kind of abroad going to international schools. I spent about 4 years of my life at an American international school where most of my friends were American. This mm-hmm. is why my accent is American. Mm-hmm. That I picked up some personality traits around this being a little bit more upbeat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So for a Dutch person, I like Dutch people consider me very sensitive, oh. but uh. here I'm I'm not. So I I guess just on the on the scale, I was already closer uh, to okay. being American yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. to kind of the American mindset. Right. I would uh-huh. say so that that helped I think. But I'm not. I I definitely you still like sound there. very yeah, pessimistic yeah. to work. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I see. And then Stephen, do you feel like you've become more? dutch like more blunt or is it just something that you're you have to be cognizant of when you are there i think mostly i'm cognizant of it when i'm there yeah um but i do get um i do get inspired by some of the dutch mentality of uh learning how to say no very directly Mm -hmm. um and i can see how that would like really help me in my daily life but i don't i don't think about it very often but just when I'm forced to think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you guys are like picking and choosing the best of each that will best serve you guys, and it, it seems to be working because you guys are, seem very you guys seem very happy. You, you guys, guys seem are. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was that kind of, that was kind of sad sounding. Let, okay, very happy. Let me try to be more neutral about this. <laughs> try to be more American, please. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess just to to wrap it up, right? So you guys are about to embark on a big move, a big change. Yeah. Anything that you're like looking forward to anything that you're like maybe concerned about, like as, as you take on this new like chapter in your lives. Um, I'm excited. It's intimidating for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, just because I've always been like a California kid. Um, bad boy, but okay. Yeah. Little Angel. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> little, little Angel. I think that was his uh, AOL screen name. <laughs> little, little Angel. XX. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited, daunted. So uh, daunted right now because it's the first time in my life I don't have like a fixed plan. Right. Uh, so left left my job. Don't know really what's out for me, but I'm I'm excited for sure. This has kind of been like a bucket list thing. Now, all the things with visas, knowing what job opportunities there are, knowing if I should work, try to work for a U.S. company, those things are a pain to think about. But right now, for the next few months, I'm not thinking about any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I guess just to round it out, it sounds like you're choosing to savor the chicken and, you know, ignore the bones. Yeah, Yeah, boneless. I'll I'll order (laughs) (laughs) I feel really good about that. Oh, that was... (laughs) Oh, that seemed forced. <laughs> that seemed forced. Uh, um, Stephen and Coco, thank you so much for you know taking us through your whole journey together. It really is amazing. It's like I was into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get As me you wrong. can tell, you you've moved, <laughs> Listen, Kelsey. I kind of feel like this is Jason. Like this is like watching Star Wars. Jason's seen this maybe like fifteen times. This is like my first viewing. I'm like a, an eight year old, never seen it before. And I'm like the dude with the cape just. Shit blew up that thing. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm great. Oh, can't wait. To, can't wait for the second viewing. 
<laughs> Can't wait for the next movie. So Kelsey's learned a lot from you. Oh. So now. <laughs> oh, 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 no, yeah. you think? You think? <laughs> so now I think it's time for your pop quiz. Kelsey, yeah. yeah. Why don't you explain this first? This yeah, first so we're going we're gonna to kick it off with something we like to call top five. Today's subject and the question is, what are your top five tips for couples in a transcontinental relationship? Right off the bat, I have a book recommendation. Let's go. That's cool. Which is actually, it's a business book. It's called The Culture Map. Culture Map. And it basically teaches you how to do business with people from other cultures. And they kind of put certain things on spectrums. Like when certain people in certain cultures say, oh, yeah, I'll do it. it, It's more like a... I'm just saying this to be polite right yeah. now, and it's not really like they're uh-huh. gonna do it. But yeah, like, yeah. if from other cultures, if someone uh, says I'll do it, it means that they wrote it down in their calendar like right. two seconds ago, and that's on top of their to do list. It's almost oh, like I'm good, so that can mean no, yeah, sorry, yeah, can yeah. Mean it can things, mean right? many things, yeah. 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 Or it's just like, oh, this is great, or I'm looking forward to it. And so this whole book is kind of about that, and like giving all these different spectrums, and like how each country falls on that spectrum and it's actually really insightful and and really helps with communication it it helped me also communicate better with people at work and and different people at work kind of uh from different cultures okay great but cool. in an in a intercultural relationship i imagine it also helps gotcha. really well. that's awesome okay. so one read the culture map yes okay great yeah. steven what number two you had some time to think about this one and i feel like it's going to be a good one. I would say an important one is talk very openly and honestly about life planning. So so, so we have to talk about things like, oh, how much time? You know, I've always felt guilty because Coco is in U.S. So, you know, alternatively, she could be always with family, very near family. Yeah. How does that work out? How many months can I try to work remotely or travel how do we balance the finances? Real estate. Are we even going to settle down in barrier? Or are we going to do something more transitive where, say, we're staying on family properties and then we can stay with her parents? All these things are quite tough. And then, you know, it gets more complicated, too, if we're, if we're living in another country that both our families are not in. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, say, I would say talk very openly about planning all these things early on without yeah, without yeah. trying to stifle right. spontaneity yeah, yeah. like the open I see. honesty like should i buy two castles in scotland or three yeah exactly just yeah. like that kelsey yeah. just like yeah <laughs> the answer funny enough is four castles oh okay good yeah. anyway coco yeah. you want to take three i feel like all of these kind of apply to any relationship but i think that especially when it comes to just being from two different cultures understanding that mistakes a lot of mistakes are going to be made but also being accepting of the fact that like sometimes you know just because a mistake was made and we know that this is that that mistakes are going to be made doesn't mean that people don't get hurt if that yeah, makes sense I guess so. like uh, uh. you know if if there's if i say something very direct i can't just hide behind the fact that like oh i'm dutch right, it's so my culture it's yeah. my culture like i need yeah, to understand yeah, yeah. that like also, it's his culture that maybe he, mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah. respond well to me saying something in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I, I can't be upset about that either. Right. So there's like this, like right. giving each other this like wiggle yeah. room to feel how you're gonna feel. Right? Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. great advice. Just any relationship, period, regardless <laughs> of your two different cultures or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, for I'll say, uh, learn to 
enjoy long flights. <laughs> so so yeah. Some, yeah, sometimes yeah. that means uh, buying extra legroom. You know, Coco needs that. Coco, that's sweet, sweet yeah. castle money, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. And uh, sometimes Coco wants business class and no, know, know when to not Strate- not say no. <laughs> strategically yeah. allocate. Yeah, strategically allocate. Yeah, strategically allocate resources. More is called strategic financial planning. Exactly. Exactly. For business class upgrades. Okay, that's a that's a very good one. That's also good for any relationship, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So four, and then Coco, you want to take us home here? Coco's like pass. Okay, okay. Uh, instruct family members not to say flight lights. <laughs> Christmas dinner. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that was great. I thought those were great answers. Those were really good answers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for those tips. Moving on now, we have either or. So I'm gonna give you two options a series of two options and all you have to do is pick one and then we'll see if you guys like maybe have a consensus this is our first time doing this with two guests why don't we do it um, where we do it somewhere uh where you answer at the same time so we'll count off one two three and then you pick the one of the two that you have oh interesting so it's yeah. like a couple's game exactly. all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's give this a try all right uh first one here santa claus or santa claus Okay, on oh she wanted to answer. Did you see that she wanted to answer you before? All right, okay. On three. On, on three. So one, two, and then you guys give your answer, okay? One, two. Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Whoa. Oh, both Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, because he's actually like a kind, happy person. Well, I don't know. He used to also like kidnap kids. Oh, I see. But you know, one of them has problematic. Uh, oh, for helpers, sure. Helpers. So. I see. I see. I see. Sure. All right. So <laughs> next is Stroop waffle or egg waffle. Egg waffle. When you mean egg waffle, you're talking about an ego waffle or egg waffle? What's an egg waffle? I don't know what an egg You know what? I don't even know what egg waffle is. I don't know what an egg waffle is either. That's why I assumed it was egg waffle. I might have the wrong term here, but it's the little puff things that you get at like a boba place. Are those not called egg waffles? Oh, okay. I mean, it's shaped like an Oh, I see. Yeah. I did not know that. I'm not a big fan of Stroop waffles, so I would I, I picked oh, really? egg waffle anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like Stroop waffles? Yeah, I don't either. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I'll, Jason <laughs> okay, and I will just be working on our chicken feet. Yeah, we'll yeah, be yeah. done in a yeah, few hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the reason you don't like Stroop waffle because it's too easy to eat? <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah, sorry. there's no lessons exactly. to be learned, so it's like, what's <laughs> yeah, the point? Yeah. I, I I do have to say that there are way better cookie type things in Holland that. Are not stoke waffles. Um, it's oh, okay. just like the, I I prefer stoke kook, which and, is uh-huh. what's that? It's a kind of the same thing, but it's two cookies instead of oh, like the thin oh, wafer. Oh, that sounds good. I, Wait, so, I prefer that. It's like shortbread. It's called stroop kook. 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 Like so, cookie. Kook. Oh, okay. But stroop waffle is the only thing that's made it to the U.S. Yeah. Is that what it is? So yeah. you can't get these other better things. No. They're, like, they're holding back the wow. they, Oh yeah. my god, they are holding I, back. You know it's a business idea. You know how beautiful it is a business idea. You know how beautiful yeah. tulips are? You haven't even seen the Dutch tulips yet. Oh <laughs> twice as big. They twice can, as tall. They can, <laughs> twice as big, twice as tall. Can clean your house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Driving or biking? Ooh. Driving. Biking. Oh, oh, this is where the cultural yeah. differences split yeah, the couple. Okay. Jason or Kelsey? All right, so this is Jason and Kelsey. We're coming to you from the future because there was a 
technical difficulty with the recording at this moment. And we weren't able to capture Coco and Steven's response to this question of Jason or Kelsey. So just to let the audience in on like what actually happened, they clearly said Jason very quickly. No! It was unanimous. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh my God, we didn't get that part. Yeah. Oh, that is very upsetting. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah. So they said Jason really quickly, and it was fine. Oh Everybody, my K- god. Kelsey accepted it, and, and we're Did moving it on. Did it really cut out that? Okay. So, uh, so just wanted to clarify. Jason sabotaged the recording because, as you recall, uh, Coco and Steven and I were we yeah. were vibing quite nicely, and at the question of Jason or Kelsey, I believe. Uh, not a millisecond went by when they answered Kelsey very quickly <laughs> to the consternation of my co-host colleague. Is that Jason. what happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, if there is any of this recording salvageable. Unfortunately, it's not salvageable. I, I tried my best. That's okay. I tried really hard That's okay. to, to no, say. I'm it. sure you tried really hard <laughs> to make sure it wasn't salvageable. Like I'm, I'm sure you went through a lot of precautions. Yeah. Wow, so uh, is, there you go. Apologies to everybody for this this delay in the episode, but uh, I guess Steven Coco did say Kelsey. I think they were just trying to be kind. What do you mean you and... guess? This is fact. <laughs> you guess? We'll never know. Um, we're bringing Coco and Steven back. <laughs> we'll never know, but uh, yeah, back back to the show. We, we're going to keep playing the games. I think you won. <laughs> I I think you won. <laughs> Whoa, whew, I'm I'm coming off of a high, and I didn't even answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Woo. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> next game. Next game. Next game is called Fact or Fiction: Dutch Global Influences Edition. <laughs> I would like to caveat: I did not name the name of this edition, but it is called Dutch Global Influences Edition. So typically, when we have one guest on, it's usually that guest versus Jason. In this case, it's going to be Steven versus Coco versus Jason. First statement. Netherlands became the first nation to legalize same-sex marriage. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fiction. You say fact. Jason says fact. I'm definitely wrong. Coco says fiction. Steven says fiction. The answer is fact. Oh, it did yeah. so. Sweden. It did so on April first, two thousand one. The U.S. legalized mm. same-sex marriage on June twenty-sixth, twenty fifteen. Can you believe Ooh. that? April first. What a stupid date. Yeah. Right. To do that. Right. <laughs> you know. Is April Fool's a global? Yeah. Holiday? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Very cool. So Jason the lead one zero zero. Mm-hmm. Next statement. Stroop waffles. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Sure. 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 Stoop waffles were first made in Gouda in the early 20th century by bakers repurposing scraps and crumbs by sweetening them with syrup. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fiction. It is fiction. Stoop waffles were first made in Gouda either during the late 18th century or the early 19th century. Annoying. Ugh. I mean, it's annoying, but these two got it right, so it was <laughs> that, obviously not oh, yeah, bad. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. It you're was right, so right. long that at any break, you could have been <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a game, you guys. It's one, one, one. Yeah, here amazing, we go. awesome. Next fact or fiction statement: 
The Dutch East India Company, a mega corporation founded by a government-directed cons- con- consul- consolidation of wow, that was hard word. Consolidation of several rival Dutch trading companies in the early 17th century is believed to be the largest company to ever have existed in recorded history. Fact or fiction? One, two, three. Fact. fact. It is fact. Yeah. But I did have a, a hesitation because I thought it might have been the 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 British one, but. British one? Is there a British? The British oh, there is a British. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think there is actually. All right. All right. So, uh, Coco in the lead. Two. Oh no, you answered. You said, <laughs> sorry, Coco and Jason in the lead. Actually, Coco's in the lead, but Jason is also in the lead. Okay, got it. So it's it's uh, Stephen one, Coco two, Jason two. Got it. Next statement: Takoyaki or Japanese octopus balls are thought to have been inspired by the Dutch profiteral. <laughs> Profiteral? Pofferchus. Am I saying it wrong? Pofferchus. Pofferchus. A traditional Dutch batter treat resembling small fluffy pancakes. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Faction. It is fiction. Oh! Takoyaki was first popularized in Osaka where a street vendor named Tomekichi Endo is credited with the invention in 1935. I'm like now we now, now we got a game. It's all yeah. tied up two two two. I'm now in the lead. You guys are yeah you are. So you I, guys are good at this game. So I was worried <laughs> because normally we don't ask this many statements, but we have more than than needed, and I think it's very apt because it's such a close game right we now. We need it, yeah. All right. Next statement. According to military records, the average male height in the Netherlands has risen by ten centimeters in the last two hundred years. Fact or fiction? On three. One two three. Fiction. Fact. Fact. Fiction. No. It is fiction. Oh, uh, yeah. Average male height has grown by 20 centimeters. Oh. Holy <laughs> smokes. The average male height is six feet, and the average woman is five foot seven inches. Wait, why Why has it grown? That's like not a lot of time for so that much I don't growth. know. They don't know, but they. Sus- I was reading, and I actually, when I went to visit Amsterdam, they did say something that they speculate it might be the diet. Oh, or I the thought... weather, or so. I've I heard di- there's no specific reason, but I've heard different rationale ideas. For why. The theory I heard was that they, um, like, tall people just had kids with tall people, like, and it just got like out of hand because it was just like, oh, go for the tallest, and then yeah. Oh, oh like they, like they intentionally pair up with each people other. People are more oh, desirable. Um, I mean, they're more likely to be able to stand in in water. <laughs> Because <laughs> the whole place is below sea level, right? Oh. Uh, no, I don't know. Coco. That, that's that's <laughs> pseudo science. Yeah. I just want to say Coco teed up the next statement very well. So right now the score is Stephen two, Coco two, Jason three. Next quote. Or next statement. Amsterdam is built on more than one million poles, which extend around twelve meters into the ground. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fact. fact. Fiction. The answer is fact. <gasps> True. Thought it was gonna be one of these. All like, right, all right. Here you guys go. Thirteen meters. This is the last question. Oh yeah. Or not question. Last statement. Pumpkins are orange because of the Netherlands. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fiction. Fact. Fiction. Can we do a quick pulse check right now? Who's it? so? It's three, two, four. Four. I have four. The answer is fiction. Oh. When William of Orange helped the Dutch win independence from Spain in the 17th century, 
Dutch farmers honored the king by turning carrots orange. Oh. I knew that through clever breeding. Wow. Nice. Oh, because carrots were used to be like all sorts of colors, I guess. They were like, I think it was like white, purple, and something else. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. That is a mm. fun fact, guys. Wow. I really like these games because it's they're fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. So, uh, at the end of the day, Stephen, four, Jason, four, Coco, three. And I know Coco just answered some, because you know, she just wanted to make sure, you know, she wanted people to feel intimidated about Yeah, that yeah, thing, yeah, so. yeah. Great. Well, that's great. You guys tied. What a, what a satisfying great. end to this game. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's move on. It's great that the Dutch person also lost the yeah most. You don't need to know. Steven yeah. needs to know. Steven, yeah, so I need to, and he, I at need the to dinner table, he can let you know. Yeah, okay. spit facts. Yeah, he spit the, facts. I'll send you. The, I'll send you the. I'll send you the word doc so you can just pull that okay, out. Okay, I appreciate it. Who am I, William of Orange over here? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> They'll lower the tension when Marnik's her brother messes up. <laughs> you just wanted to make sure to get his name in here. <laughs> full the, name. The first full time name. you did not put the name in. LinkedIn right. spelled W. I know. All right. So our last activity is called Won't You Haiku. And collectively, we are going to write a haiku. So maybe we'll have Stephen and Coco work together on the first line. And then Kelsey will do the middle, and then I'll do the last line. And we're going to write a haiku about transcontinental relationships. What would be fun, too, is since you guys are collaborating on the first five syllables, is you guys alternate. (laughs) Without planning? No planning. Oh, God. Okay. You can try that. So we're doing the first line. The first line. line. Okay. Transcontinental. Wow. Wow. And you alternated words. Wow. <laughs> Not only is he handsome, he's sharp. Coco's like, Coco's like, that's my man. Oh, that's man. my man. He's smart too. <laughs> so repeat the first one again. <laughs> Transcontinental. Transcontinental is the first line. Relationships are very <laughs> I think you know the word. Take your time, Jason. It's oh, you want me to end with transcontinental again? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Oh my god, that is so good. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god. Great with the right one. Oh. oh. Yay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man. I feel good about that. Oh, yeah, that redeemed the bone yeah. bit thing that you went yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today's your last day of being a bad boy. I think that sealed the deal. Uh, I wow. did it, Mom. I'm no longer I a bad did boy. It. Got it. <laughs> awesome. Great work with, with all the, the games you guys have passed yeah. the pop quiz. You guys for sure passed. You yeah. know, it's, it's scary because uh, immigration said if you didn't pass this, they wouldn't let you go to Scotland, but... You did it. So and I would be deported. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to tell you that because we didn't want to put the pressure on you. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. You guys are happy good. you didn't. You guys yeah. are good. You guys um, are in the clear. Yes. But yeah, Kelsey, what did you learn today from I, our this great conversation? I learned everything today. Do you yeah, understand you, that? You really did. Do yeah. you understand everything? I always like these episodes um, with folks that I know kind of more peripherally. Because I, when I get when I hear your actual story, it's very nice. Because it is, I, I was 
being a little facetious, but it's really nice to see how you guys kind of overcame a lot of different things. And you guys generally <laughs> seem like a very happy couple, and it's nice to see the origin stories with that. Yeah. So he's I, okay. That's what I He's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a big compliment. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. For a Dutch person, yeah. Your relationship arc is okay. was not aware to me earlier, but now it is, and it is now in my brain. Good. Very good. Good. Yeah. Jason, what did you learn this week? I learned quite a bit. To be honest, uh, I, I knew like bits and pieces of your story, but Kelsey's right. That's what's great about the podcast in general is like we can have a conversation about something that after all these years why would we really sit down and talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to hear all the little details and all the little moments that continue to like stand out in your memories. And yeah, I think like the premise of this entire episode was around like transcontinental relationships and like how to like manage and navigate those things. But I feel like, like Steven said, if you have shared values, you like figured something out, mm-hmm. there's some level of compatibility and some level of, passion then it's worth giving it a shot right and just seeing what comes out of it and yeah i'm really glad that you guys gave it a shot and because steven went for it i got to meet coco and that's really awesome and yeah it's gonna be very that is a relationship (laughs) that that i have currently maybe that's too american of me but um I really am grateful for that, and it's going to be very sad to see you guys head off to Scotland for a few years. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm excited to come visit you guys, and and I know we'll like reconvene at some point yeah. in in the future. For sure. Um, yeah. So. That's really nice. yeah. Thank you, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> I did not need call your call validation at that moment, but call thank you for that. Um, how about okay. you two? Is there anything you guys want to want to say before? Yeah. Did you learn anything? Oh. Um, I, I just really enjoyed being on here and, and kind of interacting with you guys. And yeah, I guess this, it, it's been really good hanging out. Just yes, hanging out. I agree. Yeah. yeah and uh, we'll definitely continue. I think uh, I don't like doing interviews, this kind of stuff, uh-huh. uh, but it was a lot of fun. So I learned, yeah, just do it. It can be a lot of fun. I remembered bad boy did. Di- bad boys days um and and yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad to know another cantonese person in bay area actually it's kind of cool yeah yeah awesome well thank you guys again so much for taking the time for being here and i guess most importantly thank you for being a friend and to everybody out there listening we really do appreciate it thank you all and we wish everyone a great week have a great week everybody Bye. Bye. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere, multiple times. 